0: If you dare. And we begin our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross and Mike Pitchard here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada and breaking news. And we talked about it right off the top of the show. Fake football, real injuries, and there are more injuries right now coming out of the Colts camp, and this is not good. Quidi of course, the stud defensive lineman out of Michigan, entering year number two, got injured in action today, and apparently right now he was clutching his left knee. Now, he was seen walking uh, on the sideline. He did have a wrap around the knee, so we're not doctors. We don't play him, but you don't want your big lineman here in practice Holding, clutching that left knee. And then also about an hour ago at Colts practice, their punter tore his ACL or tore his Achilles rather. Achilles, And he's gone for the year. Mm. So I know it's a punter and you go, as a punter, right? No big deal. Well, still, that's one of your 53 that you were counting on. So we don't know about the status of Pay, And we'll see if we can get more before the end of the show. But again, not a good progress report for a team that's got, boy, all of a sudden, look at their odds to win the AFC South. They have catapulted up to minus $1.40. It was about even money a couple months ago. Now, minus $1.40, the win total. Now, again, it's plus money for the over of 10.5 at plus $1.25. Feels a little high for my blood. Again, you're you're trying to chase down the Titans, and the betting market is expecting that to happen. But now you get an injury. you got to get a new punter. Mm -hmm. And now... We'll find out about Pay, but that's a guy they were depending on the defensive line. It feels like a, a, a team, Matt Iberflus, of course, was the former D.C. Right. He is now the head coach in Chicago, that the defense was going to take a step up. This is not a good start to stepping up that defense. Well,
1: it's Gus Bradley's defense now, too. And so what we know about Gus Bradley, uh, as a coordinator, he wants to get after the passer. Right. Uh, so you have Yannick Ngakwe, who came over, and then you had Quidipe, uh, who was going to be the opposite side of him. Uh, and now you got this injury. So... From what we know right now about the injury, he's still standing on the sideline. They didn't cart him off. No, I mean
0: it doesn't. And I just the the latest report I saw on Twitter, and again these are from mm, Colts beat writers right. per se, is that he, he's walking in his own power. Okay, which is good, so he doesn't need the assistance. But you know, again, we're not doctors, but you've seen this in well, the past. I, we're guys,
1: exp- yeah, for, from experience. Like if there was something significant, because the doctor's going to do the joint test. Oh, uh, and so you don't want to be walking on that. You want to get imaging if you can immediately uh so obviously you're, it's unfortunate but how concerned do you think the Colts are right now if he's staying on the sideline like in terms of like you're going to get imaging perhaps the imaging later on will reveal something right but immediately the immediate reaction isn't cart him off let's get him to imaging right now because when I went down in practice in training camp um they told me to go in and get imaging <laughs> Right away. So I wasn't standing on a sideline with oh ice. Boy. So you knew uh, Yeah, something. you knew. Because the sooner you know, the sooner you can repair whatever you need to repair. But um, I, I'm not saying it's encouraging. I'm not suggesting that at all. Right. But he wasn't carted off like Jensen was carted off. And, okay, he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. And, you know, you hear about linemen uh, that get carted off or even receivers. Uh, and but it's immediate, right? So we're not doctors. I'm not trying no. to diagnose anything.
0: But you know from experience how this works and normally yeah. the telltale signs. It's interesting. We sit here on a Wednesday here, Rich, and, and a week from today, we'll be on the eve of the first football game, real football game mm-hmm. in the NFL season. It's like, it's upon you. So now, you know, you got one more preseason game to get through. The Colts have very high expectations, right. and rightfully so, I believe. Well, you just don't want to get these type of injuries ever, of course. And some might say, well, it's better that it's happening now. We're going to have final cuts. So maybe you can go get a D lineman if you need to off of somebody else's roster, but still you're weaker today yeah. than you were yesterday. If you're back in the Colts, when do you start to go? Okay. These injuries are starting to get to the point where I look at the price tag associated with the Colts. And maybe I'm not as high as I was a week ago on them. Is there like a demarcation? Like, cause the Ravens, you remember this time last year, mm-hmm. they were dropping like flies in mm-hmm. the running back room in preseason and in training camp. Right. Right. So you're, you're just running out of bodies at some point, but you know, this better than most, it is a next man up league and depth is a problem, but nobody's going to cry for you when you lose your punter to an Achilles or potentially lose. Could pay with a knee injury?
1: Well, I think from a betting standpoint, you look at the, the Colts and you look at the complete roster. And I think we talked about this, about numbers, you know, Uh, there's some teams out there where they're about 25 with their roster numbers, meaning they can fill the starting unit offensively, defensively. Special teams are not going to be that great. Right? they're thin. Right? They're thin. Uh, And somebody goes down, a couple players go down, watch out. Mm. But if you are, are, you know, a team, a franchise with a roster that goes well into the high 30s or even to the 40s, feel pretty good about that uh, uh, as a better. So, I mean, you think about Baltimore, a lot of guys going down, but yet they still had a pretty decent roster. Eight and three um, until right, Lamar right. goes down. And I think for the Colts, too, uh, that's why their win total is so high. I mean, you look at their roster. Man. Uh, they they have drafted, and a lot of people give mm-hmm. the organization a lot of credit for how they built this team from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of quality players. I and mean, I haven't really gone over the numbers yet with the Colts. But I, was, I would venture to guess, you know, you're in the mid-30s range, closing in on 40, in terms of that roster uh, from in all three phases too, offensively, defensively, and into special teams uh, with depth. So if pay is not ready to go immediately, hopefully they get some good news there. Uh, they have some guys that could perhaps step into that role as well.
0: We talked about it a little bit in our number one with the Chargers going 9-8 and eight last year and somehow inexplicably missing the postseason when they were leading the AFC West late in the year, mm-hmm. and then it went south. The Colts, by the way, last year, 9-8 and eight as well, right? And the, all all they had to do was beat Jacksonville <laughs> in Week 17. man. Come on. Right? Yeah. So those are two teams to me that the Colts and the Chargers feel like the betting public is behind a lot yeah. because they felt like, well, last year – they should have got it. They did underachieve. They won't do the same thing, you know, 2.0, right? What has to be different? Now, look, obviously the big change here is Matty Ice mm-hmm. is now the quarterback, and it's not Carson Wentz. So, I think by by subtraction, they go, well, they've gotten better, and that's why the win total is now 10.5 for a 9-win team last year. But defensively, do you worry about this team at all now if they start to road a little bit, uh, a D-line? Because I do think of the Colts as a very balanced team. Right. That, that, that they should be able to be – proficient defensively, better offensively. We know about the running game in Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. and what a dynamic run game they do have that you might not rely on Matt Ryan so much. But again, look at the numbers now to make the playoffs. You almost delay $2. That's how much the betting market believes this is a playoff team. To miss it's plus 155. Again, we mentioned that the inflated price now in the South is up to a minus $1.40. That was about even money right. not very long ago. So the betting public has gotten behind this team. I just wonder when does the price not match the reality of the team? Well, so I have a concern
1: with – we're calling him Shaq now, Shaquille Leonard. Oh. Because he's got a back uh, situation, and he's playing linebacker. Mm. I mean, those things don't add up, uh, and you feel good about that situation. You're going to have to manage – I mean, how does he play the entire season with a back problem?
0: And he is the Um, bell cow.
1: And he is a playmaker. Man. He is the ultimate playmaker, really, on that defense side of the ball. But they've added Stephon Gilmore – Uh, And I mentioned Yannick Ngakwe and and this Gus Bradley system, uh, getting after the passer, disrupting the passer. That's something that they want to do. Can they create turnovers too? Perhaps. But if Leonard goes down or if he's not available for a significant amount of time, I mean, that does bring some concern to the defense. Now, offensively, you have two quarterbacks in that quarterback room that have started a Super Bowl. right? I don't know where you can find that, Um, you know, I, I I try to find that or, or jog the memory, uh jar the memory here in my memory bank in terms of teams that had that situation in history. Where you have two quarterbacks in a quarterback room that started Super Bowls. Nick Foles, Matty Ice. Right. But okay, Maddie Ice lost one. Certainly Nick Foles won one. And we okay, I get it. Nick Foles is a backup quarterback and all that. Um but from Frank Reich's perspective and trust go back there, you probably have a little bit more because I won a Super Bowl with Foles. And then I can work with Manny Ice, but it, I I have trust and I have confidence that if it's not going well with one guy, I can switch to the other guy. And uh, you know Carson Wentz, whatever he presented, I obviously they got rid of him after one year, yeah. so uh, that tells you how much trust or how much belief or how much confidence they had in that guy. But no, I, I don't. I do not look for the Colts to underachieve again. I, and in fact, I look for them to overachieve. But uh, I still have some injury uh, concerns there uh, for for a playmaker on that defense.
0: And again, it is interesting because Frank Reich, you mentioned Nick Foles and Mm -hmm. their marriage together in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl, shocked the world by beating the Patriots. That year, really shocked everybody by just getting there, let alone winning the Super Bowl. You get that equity, right? So Mm -hmm. Frank Reich feels like he has that that coaching equity, even though I do feel like they've underachieved a little bit in in recent years with the Colts. I would feel like if they missed the playoffs this year, and again, plus money to do so, if you think they're going to fall flat, plus dollar $1.55. Then we might have some more questions about what's really going on uh, with Indy. The roster overall is good. But, boy, you mentioned Leonard at linebacker. Yeah. If he's not right, I mean, he's just a tackling machine and a guy that they have really depended on mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And I know Eberflus is gone. Maybe it's an addition with Gus Bradley this year. But, like, what is the identity of this football team to you, Pritch? Do you look at them as offense first, Jonathan Taylor running the ball, or do you just look physical because I think physical, offensive line, right, right. Like they get after you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Defensively, they want to get after you. I don't think of them as flash. I think of them as substance. They're
1: actually built for the playoffs, Um, be honest with you. Like If they win a division, it's a two-team race in AFC South, uh, Tennessee and Indy, uh, because you're not giving uh, any thought to Houston and, and no. Jacksonville at this point, winning the division. So win a division, I mean, that's certainly what they're talking about inside that locker room. Let's win a division. Let's get to the playoffs because we're built for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We can run a football. We're physical. We can play in any weather. Uh, We can play against anybody, any weather, exactly. So, no, they're built the right way. I think, like I said, league circles, people are envious of how Ballard had built this team in terms of offensive line, defensive line, from the inside out, and now you've added some maybe missing pieces with the quarterback situation. So, uh, no, th- this team is ready to go. You're worried about key injuries. Uh, and one key one, though, would be Leonard.
0: And it is interesting bringing in Nick Falls to reunite him with Frank Reich because if Matt Ryan, you know, down year last year with the offensive line in Atlanta was awful, mm-hmm. and, you know, we believe it's going to be a major right. upgrade in Indy, you keep him upright. Remember Phillip Rivers. A couple years ago, they were oh so close to beating Buffalo in the first round of postseason with Phillip Rivers on the clearly on the 18th hole Great of his point. career. Definitely.
1: <laughs> in the clubhouse.
0: Yeah, he was in the clubhouse, still, still playing quarterback. Let's talk a little golf. And and can you bet on some virtual golf events? We'll talk about that next here on decent the East Sports Betting Network. time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for term and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. So, I ask you, Mike Pritchard, would you bet on virtual sports? Now, the reason why (laughs) I bring this up, because this is breaking news today. You ready for this? Sure, I think. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are launching a tech-infused golf league in partnership with the PGA Tour that will have players competing on six three-man teams in 15 regular season matches and a playoff starting in 2024. It's a new league. It's going to be called the TGL. Okay. It's going to feature two-hour, 18-hole matches on a virtual course. Now, they're going to take place in prime time on Monday nights, in a custom-made venue in a yet-to-be-determined location. Now, what this essentially means is, starting in January, 2024. So After Monday gonna, Night
1: Football. They're <laughs> not going head-to-head against the NFL.
0: So, football's over. Monday nights are over. Right. Golf is going to swoop in. With, by the way, Tiger Woods is now 46 years young, and he's going to play with Rory McIlroy, and they'll have these yet-to-be-determined teams. Feels a lot like Live Golf. But it's simulated. This isn't actual golf. You can and will be able to wager on it. So we're going to have Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon and Matt Humans, the guys that do an unbelievable work on long shots each and every week here in the network, and break down who's going to win a virtual golf event, And does this not scream, as our producer Matt Santos said during the break, that if Tiger can't get around these golf courses anymore for real, let's do it virtually. One will people watch. Mm. Two will people wager. Um. Well,
1: I think people will watch because uh, they're building esports arenas around the country. Like I don't know if you noticed that. Like e-sports, esports arenas. Yeah. And so this sounds like it's potentially esports related. It does. Um. And I know esports betting. You know, you can find information about that. So there's an interest, obviously. Like. We have a show called Follow the Money yeah. on the network. And as as an economist, I follow the money. And so years ago, years ago, Mark Cuban got into eSports. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is he getting into eSports? And, okay, now we're getting it revealed and uh, all these partnerships with sports betting and all this from these owners in the NBA, the, the owners in the NFL. I mean, okay, now it makes sense. All these billionaires uh, kind of see in the future. That's what billionaires do. They that see so the future, right, or they see into it. I mean – if there's if there's interest in it, then people will watch it, but they had to create the interest. And now you got two names that potentially could create the interest, Tiger Woods and Rory.
0: Well you just mentioned that billionaires and innovators see the future. Hmm? You ready for what Tiger said? Okay. And I quote. This is the next evolution within professional golf.
1: (laughs) I didn't didn't know he said that. Mike Pritchard (laughs) just nailed
0: it. Tiger is saying this is the next big thing. And I quote from Tiger, embracing technology to create this unique environment gives us the ability to move our sport into prime time Mm. on a consistent basis alongside so many of sports' biggest events. As a big sports fan myself, Tiger, I'm excited about blending golf with technology and team elements common in other sports. So what they're saying is, live golf. We see what you're doing with, with team sports. That's what live golf is, right? They've got these team events. We're going to do that, but we're going to put it in prime time, mm-hmm. which you, we can't do because you can't play golf in the dark, but we can do it via virtual reality. Right, right. And so we can take this next foray mm-hmm. into the unknown and grow grow the game of golf.
1: Right, right. I mean, it's fascinating, too, because as an economist, Dave, and you study history, too, and uh, you have different ages, like uh, the automobile age, the technology. you I know mean, all those things that yeah. expanded uh, growth. Uh, you know, within our, with our, within our economy. Okay, here you go with esports uh, and these names. Tiger Woods grew the game of golf. You know, and now with esports, is he going to lend his name uh, and his likeness and all this, and is he going to attract um, partnerships because we're in the content age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. You got YouTube. You got all these content creators all over the place, right? Social media has allowed that. No doubt. Uh, And so now that we're in a content age, if you can create this type of content, just generate the interest, and then you'll have success with it. So uh, I'm not mad at them for trying it. It's interesting. It really is, to be honest with you. And I think people will bet on it.
0: Right. And this apparently you would be able to wager theoretically on these teams and or in these simulated courses. And you're nailing it right in the head, Pritch, because here's what Rory McIlroy said. Remember, this is in partnership now with the PGA Tour. He said, Rory, the new league will allow PGA Tour players to interact more with fans and help grow the game. He also said players will have an opportunity to have ownership stakes in the league as well. Right. So this is not some, hey, let's play video games for fun. They're, this is going to be a league. Mm-hmm. It's going to be broadcast. So you got to have visibility. It's in partnership with the PGA Tour, so the money's going to be there to support it, and they really believe, as you heard Tiger say, this is the next big thing. Yeah. Again, I'm skeptical because I'm old school, and I love golf, and I like to watch these guys right. actually hit a real golf ball on a real course, but you can't do that in the dark.
1: Well, I, I will say this. Um, the game of golf is in good shape, and you know, okay, I hope I don't sound weird here, but uh, going to an auto, auto dealership, uh, a high-end auto dealership, you know what they have in their waiting room as you're getting service for your high-end car, they have golf simulators. <laughs> you can play a round of golf.
2: <laughs> you can play a golf. Play
1: 18 exactly. Pebble. While you wait for your oil change or while you wait for any service on your high-end car. I mean, wow. Yeah. You got to think about the customer, right? The customer base too. And, and you think about uh, the affluent nature of golf. I mean, certainly uh, I, I think there's going to be an audience for this, but, Uh, No, golf is in good shape, and this is a way to grow the game and expand the game uh, from Tiger's uh, mouth right there.
0: And, again, you remember last week, this time last week, I believe it was on Tuesday, that Tiger was getting off the plane to meet with the players Mm. and players only meeting. Mm -hmm. Maybe this was part of those conversations. And Tiger now at 46, and you watch Tiger hobbling around the majors this year, the only events he played in three of the four, right? And you could see he physically, uh, with the leg, after the the, the almost uh, near-death experience with Mm -hmm. his car accident, He just can't get around the golf course like he used to. And I wonder if he looks at it and says, well, if I can't walk anymore, I can still – I'm still Tiger Woods. I'll always be Tiger Woods. Right, right. You know, I don't know if Michael Jordan, if he ever had decided after his playing days, I'll do a simulated basketball league with, you know, you you name a guy in the league, LeBron. Would people watch that in in virtual reality? Well, they're intrigued by the name. Yeah. So, I I think initially, Rory, Tiger – Rory's still a mainstay on the tour today. Tiger at the – Clearly in the back nine of his career, if not at the clubhouse, as we were talking about earlier here with Philip Rivers, this is a way to extend his visibility and still have an impact in the game of golf. And again, for, for gamblers, if you're able to wager on it and figure out an angle and an edge people are going to try to do it. Absolutely. Uh,
1: again, we're in a content age, and uh, you think about the Manning cast, you think about yes. Bronx, uh, UFC. Yes. I mean, it's all about content and creating that interest for content or, or having that interest uh, for the type of content that you create. Uh, and so this, to me, is it's just following in lockstep of that. Uh, but it was the billionaires that saw this coming, though, years ago. And again...
0: It's not the guys without any money <laughs> that ever see this stuff, right? It's the guys right. that go, we can make money, uh,
1: yeah. and here's how we do it. This is where this is going. Uh, and so years ago, when when Cuban and others are investing in an in esports, this is where this was going. And so now we're hearing about it. And, and it's, it's not surprising to me, but but I can see how it can be surprising to people. But just think about that. Uh, we're in a content age right now. And any way people can uh, create content and create a market for it, whether it's betting or
0: not, they're going to do it. it is, this is fascinating. This is hot off the presses. Right. This is a, a release. And, and again, I know where people stand on live golf and however you feel about the rival golf league now backed by the Saudis. I think the PGA tour said, we got to do something. Mm -hmm. And if they're talking about these team events and that's what the players say with live golf, I don't think anybody believes them. I think they just think it's a money grab. Well, this has got some of those similar features right now. Again, this is virtual. This is all new. This has never been tried before in, in the history of golf, obviously. But with today's technology age that we do live in to your point, I think they said, all right, if we got smart people behind it, we have the tours backing behind it. We got Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy. Yeah,
1: sponsorships eventually, right?
0: And we're going to put it in primetime on Monday night mm-hmm. for the world to see potentially? It's going to get off the ground. Now, does it have staying power? Right. That's something we'll find out. But I do think this is the way for Tiger Woods. Hey, you know this. Guys play ping pong uh, waiting for practice. They're competitive. Yeah. So I don't care what Tiger's playing. If it's a video game, it's simulated. You know he's going to be into it. Like Be on a plane uh, for a significant amount
1: of time. And, okay, Bure, oh, spades, yeah. I mean, all kinds of things turns into a
0: gambling match. If you can bet on it, people are going to watch. So that's going to be fascinating. But it has hot off the presses from the PGA Tour. When we come back, Lou Fincarro is going to join the program again. No UFC event this week. We might look ahead to the big primetime matchup next week, and also get his thoughts on the NFL and how really he handicaps Week One of the NFL. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now and the NFL guide drops tomorrow. So start your football season off on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations plus best bets on season win totals divisional finishes and player awards remember the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a decent all access subscriber sign up in our discounted football special you can get the access to everything we do from now through the super bowl for only $175 or you can save 50% off the monthly price with the annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to theeson.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the sports betting network. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. We roll on on the Lombardi line and more. The hits keep on coming for the Colts. We just saw Ryan Kelly, a talented offensive lineman there in Indianapolis, has tested positive for COVID-19. So we, we won't see, be seeing him in preseason game number three. You just hope that he's going to be available for week number one. Uh, It's been a rough day for the Colts Mm, so far at camp. mm, Yeah. Let's bring in our guy Lou Finicaro here. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at GamBlue. and Lou, we don't have UFC this week. So I don't know what you and I are going to do. We don't get to do first strike first look and certainly first strike on Fridays as we normally do. Do you turn your attention right to the NFL and and week zero of college football or how do you take a week off from the fight game?
2: Well, um, um, Mike and Dave, thanks so much for having me on. And to answer your question, with 44 to 46 fight cards per year in the UFC, when a week off comes, I have no problem just folding the tent, not even (laughs) thinking about it for a week, especially when we're in August and there's NFL to prepare for. And that's no small task. So uh, I, I haven't even thought of uh, UFC. I know the next cards next week in Paris, and uh, it, I'll pick up where I left off on Sunday. But until then, I'm really trying to put it together with you know two weeks left before the NFL season begins. Lou, when
1: you're looking at uh, the NFL right now, I could not wait to ask you this question. By the way, good to see you. Um, and, and so, in, in typical situations, at least for me, it's been new uh, because the approach in preseason. Uh, but as more experienced better yourself, I mean, you had the, the advantage of that third preseason game, uh, the dress rehearsal uh, in which you would get some intel, I would imagine, from teams. But now teams are not playing their starters, you know, and it, approaching week one, though, like how have you changed or uh, uh, adapted to the situation in which you don't see the starters and preseason as we approach week one in a regular season?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Mike, because just as soon as we got in the rhythm of four preseason games, now it's three and we have to change. Mm -hmm. And really, it doesn't alter what I was doing too much because I was always watching preseason with an eye on second string talent simply because we don't see first string that much. In this case, it looks like some of the teams played their talent in week two. We'll see some in week three. More importantly, uh, I'm using that as a basis to put – a a foundation together to prepare for actual betting in week one when it matters. And we know they're strapping them up to go win a football game.
0: Well, let's talk about week one, because I do wonder sometimes I, I traditionally, I've always thought it's the hardest week to really gauge, but it feels like the, the lines might be the loosest in week one, right? So if you can really identify uh, some good lines, you can make it very profitable week one. How do you look at, at week one's handicapping purposes? Is it spaghetti against the proverbial wall here, or do you have some angles that you're truly looking for?
2: Well, it it, it, it depends how you go about it. I think most people would respectfully say that week one lines have been pounded out by the publics and the Sharps more than any other line, because during two through week 17, you only get a Sunday night opener in a week for the market to make those numbers efficient. In this case, we've had some months. Circa's had their numbers out on the NFL since May something. So these numbers have been pounded pretty efficient right now. There's no way I want to try and address week one at this point. Here's what I do uh, like to address. And that is that as socrates says if you want to be wrong follow the masses so (laughs) i'm of the opinion that everybody is wrong how do i get to everybody by being patient because what's going to happen yeah these these numbers have been pounded and pounded and pounded but what's going to happen come saturday Of week one of the NFL, which is week two of college football. The action junkies are going to be betting their college, and as soon as the Hawaii game goes over, the NFL board's going to light up. And it's at that point in time that we have numbers that are pretty accurate to the market as it was before Sunday is going to change. And what's that change going to be? That change is going to be the public and I'm going to go the opposite way. And an easy game to try and draw our attention to that in week one would be Chicago and San Francisco already. The tsunamis on San Francisco with teasers money line, every which way you can line open six and a half went to seven. It's going to seven and a half. Mark my words. And I'll tell you, that it's hard to be a contrarian, but I'll tell you right now, I'll be on Chicago in seven and a half or better, like white on right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy,
1: we don't have to fight game, but we still I love have it. a Lou. Uh, you know, Lou, it is fascinating because so much hype, and and, and I could only imagine, uh, you know, the public really looking for headlines or, or tuning in to V-CEN to try to get some info. And I mean, I, I wouldn't know where to start with Cleveland and Carolina. Uh, And that matchup too. I mean, you mentioned maybe there's an angle uh, with the 49ers and and the Bears in that line, but you got a you got a line of one for Carolina with a new uh, quarterback situation. And uh, okay, the mess with Cleveland. I mean, the hype has been all over the place. But I I don't know if you're gonna stay away from this or you're gonna look for a a line shift in this matchup either. I mean, 41 and a half to total too. I I wouldn't know where to start to cap this one. Help
2: me out. Yeah, that, that's one we should have been active with some time ago because that line been bouncing around like a drop of oil on a hot skillet uh, <laughs> since the uh, suspension of Watson was announced. Now what you add into it, I think, is the terrible fate of the Browns fan. Here are the Browns. They get rid of Mayfield. They bring in a guy they give a bunch of money to that can't play. Now Mayfield goes to Carolina to beat them week one as well Mayfield's going to have a good season in Carolina and the Browns are going to be left with vomit on their shirts. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's how it works for the Browns. And that's how it's going to work week one. And this year with those two teams,
0: you know, Fritz and I were talking earlier in the program, Lou about coaches. You you just don't want to be in the, in the business of betting against IE bill Belichick here, year number two with Mac Jones as the starting quarterback in new England. Do you look at coaches for characteristics of team profiles here, maybe in the futures markets here for win totals, or is it a week-by-week basis? Because I don't want to get in the habit of blindly betting against Bill Belichick, even though there feels like there's a lot of tumult right now of what's going on with the Patriots, certainly with the coaching staff and who's calling plays.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I heard Mike say, you know, he's he he, he he's betting with his wallet, um, uh-huh. but he ain't but he's not betting against Belichick. Right. So <laughs> that's that says enough right there. There's enough hesitancy there. And and that's all I draw from that team and and that situation. It's OK to not have an opinion on uh, on a certain team or a certain way. That That's a very tough one uh with the offensive coordinator situation everyone making guesses in a division that looks like it's top heavy you know with one team so uh as far as uh coaches to answer your question yes and and here's the one i really think has a chance of sparking and there'll be a lot of headlines for a few weeks and that's the relationship that cousins has with o'connell in minnesota mm. uh i think i think that is going to be like when you see the, the movie and the lovers are running towards each other in the beach because they haven't seen each other in a long time, that's what Cousins is going to run to this coach like because he's getting done with Zim and that offense is going to break open.
1: Yeah, you know, Lou, I'm hoping for a situation in which I can um, see that coaches are figuring it out. Like, for instance, the Belichick thing, like whether or not there's questions, so who's going to call the plays, who, but can he figure it out? Because To Belichick's credit, he's been able to adjust over decades to the National Football League. And so I guess that's going to be informative to me if Belichick can figure this offense out. And if he can, maybe there's an angle there. And maybe I can get there before the books can see it as well.
2: I guarantee you he'll figure it out. The question (laughs) is when. Right. And and that's the question that no one can answer. But he's been able to figure everything up till now. He didn't forget how to do it. He he's going to be just fine in the long run. That said, Mike, I'm not I'm not betting for or against that team either.
0: Yeah. Very quickly, you got about uh, 45 seconds Lou. Another team that I you know I'm looking at the coaching staff and I'm looking at Brandon Staley with the Chargers. We know about the talent they have, but they only won nine games last year. Didn't make the postseason. Do you expect
2: Boy Genius 2.0 to be better? In his second go-around? Yeah, I expect him to improve. That's a good team, but they're in a a, a terribly competitive division where they're going to take turns beating the heck out of each other. We're going to have to see where each team stands with attrition as this season goes along, but I see no weakness in uh, the uh, L.A. Chargers. I know. I want to say San Diego every time, too.
0: (laughs) Hey, Lou, appreciate you as always. Again, check out the Bout Business podcast each and every week uh, before a UFC event, and of course, follow him on Twitter as I do, at Lou. Can't believe it, Lou. We're almost to football season. We'll be talking more MMA in the weeks to come. Thanks, thanks, as always, my friend.
2: Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Dave. Good luck, everyone. There
0: he is, Lou Finnecara, everybody. When we come back, let's take a look at some teams that we think might be in the line to have the most wins and the fewest. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line of Visa. the sports betting. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. When a trip to Vegas come out, convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM awards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross, wrapping up the Lombardi line here on a Wednesday. And Pritchard, you look at the numbers out there, potentially to have the most wins mm-hmm. in the regular season of the NFL and conversely to have the most losses. Now, I want to start with the bad who's going to be the best of the bad okay. that you can make some money on now the texans are the favorite to be the worst team in the NFL this year at plus 3 dollars nipping at the heels right the atl don't take personal offense to that plus 350 for your old falcons the jets with all the injuries already they're plus 650 it's the bears that's where i want to start at 8 to 1 and they're tied right now with seattle at that same number to me there feels like there's value in that 8 to 1 number with the bears New coaching staff, Matt Iberflue is taking over. If Roquan Smith, maybe their best player. We don't even know what, what's going to happen with Roquan, if he's going to be suiting up for week one and beyond. You got Justin Fields right. now in year number two, but now a new system in year two. I don't know if that's for better or worse. Why would I be encouraged, if I'm a Bears backer, that they won't be the worst team in the NFL? I
1: don't think, I, I don't think you can. I mean, <laughs> the Bears, plus 800, they're highly intriguing here. Fewest wins because... There's no, there's very few long-term answers on that roster. Yes. Uh, because of what they want to plan for in the future, uh, so that thing could all fall apart, you know. And but that, and that's to me the bet here on the board. Where can it all fall apart? And and for who could it all fall apart for? And uh, the Bears' prime suspect, I think, uh, on this board, uh, Jacksonville last year, 11 I wouldn't touch it, but last year. Maybe the writing was on the wall that it could all fall apart with Urban, mm. and it
0: did. Boy, did it!
1: I mean, start with the last place teams in each division, and think about the year, and think about the progress or, or lack thereof. And okay, did it fall apart for them, right? And because we can't say the tank word, you know, Stephen no. Stephen Ross, the tampering and all oh, that boy. suspension, you can't go there. Teams, no, no teams aren't going to go there, uh, even <laughs> though we know that exists. The Commanders, twenty-five to one, that could fall apart. It could, right? Um, Cleveland, it already has fallen apart, but they're 30 to one. I mean, can they build this thing back up or could they have the fewest wins this year? Probably not with that defense, but I mean, that's that's getting further down the board. But yeah, I agree with you. The Bears, uh, they just have very few long-term answers on that roster right now. So therefore, a prime candidate uh, to
0: have the fewest wins. And I look at it too from a coaching perspective. You mentioned the terrible word, the T word, the tank word. Mm -hmm. If you're a first-year head coach, more often than not, you're going to have a longer leash. So if he, it gets to the midway point of the year and you go, you know what? We don't have a quarterback, and there's a great quarterback draft coming out. I'm not saying Stephen Ross, let's not let's lay down. But if we don't win, it's it's not the end of the world. Right. Other coaches, like a little look at Atlanta and Arthur Smith. He wants to win. He he knows he might not be long for the NFL world if he doesn't start winning. So I don't know that they would be in play to tank. Lovey's in year one down there in H town. The Jets right now, there's no way that Robert Sala is going to lay down. He he needs to win mm-hmm. a, and try. I, I'm right. looking at teams that I think are still going to try right. at the end of the year. Pete Carroll showed last year in a very tankable situation. They didn't do it, and they played really good football at the end of the year, right? Matt Rule, 10-1 to 1 for the Panthers. He's got to win now, or he He's might got be to. out of a job. Mm-hmm. So I do think you, there's a correlation that you have to look at for coaches that are going to be like, man, I don't have the luxury of time, so I can't just lay down – and play for that number one pick next year.
1: Right, right. I, I mean, and that's why I go to where is it going to fall apart? Like, the Falcons are interesting because I, I know what you're saying with uh, Mariota and Ritter and, I mean, Arthur Smith. and, But they did go after Deshaun, right? They and did. They, they had a chance to draft uh, Justin Fields. They had a chance to draft a quarterback. They did not. Uh, so it's, I'm curious about that. They're plus 352 here, by the way. Um, but plus 800 for the bears, they're not looking for a quarterback. They got Justin Fields, uh, other teams that could tank without tanking. Right. I that, mean, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. We're exactly. trying to find teams that sure. will never
0: admit that they're tanking, but you know, they're going to be in play for one of these top notch quarterbacks coming out next year.
1: Do they have room for how, to have the benefit of the doubt? Like the giants, right?
0: <laughs> I was just going to get there 14 to one. I think we're on the same mentality here mm-hmm. because You got a first year head coach in Brian Dable. They are not committed to Daniel Jones' past this year. If it goes south early, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying with a new GM and a new head coach that they're going to be in cahoots. But if you told Giant fans right now that you might have, say, Bryce Young next year in New York as you're starting, and we got a tank this year to get there, I think a lot of people would sign up for that program right now.
1: And they think about how they built their team this year, they went into trenches. Uh, Evan mm-hmm. Neal and Thibodeau. That's right. Uh, so <laughs> there's room to get a quarterback and somewhere. And Thibodeau's
0: already banged up to begin the year. Uh,
1: yeah. The the thing about this bet, too, though, is the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Like, which team would he go to to where they could improve um, and kind of avoid that, right? And, I I mean, the Giants, I don't know. I mean, the appeal of having Bryce or, or CJ yeah. as opposed to Jimmy G, too. I mean, uh, yeah, it gets interesting because you think about Day Bowl and what he had with Josh Allen, uh, CJ Stroud, I mean, my goodness, the writing's right? on the wall right there for the Giants, is it? It
0: feels like at 14 to 1, they could be in play. Yeah. If they just kind of come to the consensus that Brian Dable says, I need one of those two guys that we just mentioned mm-hmm. uh, to play quarterback next year, uh, that's going to be better off than Daniel Jones. That yeah. could be in play. 4 and 13 last year, too, on a season. And now they're, they're like, people are expecting seven, eight wins for this team. I'm like, I don't see it. Uh, don't let's know. look conversely and flip the script here to the team that w- might have the most wins. And mm-hmm. we just spoke about Brian Dable, his old employee. Was uh, a little bit north of where he's employed now, and that's with the Buffalo Bills, up there in Orchard Park. And right now, you can understand why Josh Allen, who Brian Dable really helped develop and get the best of, they're the shortest number on the board at, at plus five dollars. Right. The second team on the board at BetMGM surprises me a bit, and that's the Buccaneers at plus five fifty. This has not been smooth here for Todd Bowles and company with the de- disappearance of Tom Brady. He's back now. We're all expected, at least the betting market is, that everything's going to fall back in place and they're mm-hmm. going to be just fine. I don't know that I buy that. I would say that while the Bills are probably in the weakest division, top to bottom, in the AFC, the NFC is just much softer. It feels like than the AFC at large. Would you roll the dice then with either a box Packers Rams, the next three shortest prices on the board? versus AFC teams like the Chiefs at 8-1, to one. they got to run the gauntlet just to get out of their own division.
1: Well, they do. Uh, but then you think about that division, too. I mean, you've you got the Chiefs and the Chargers both at 8-1, to plus eight plus 800 here. So the win total for the Chargers, we just went over. It's 10.5. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the first team to 11, like, or the Rams and, and their division, uh, the situation trying to go back-to-back to back – to, see, the NFC is wide open to me. Right. But you have the elite quarterbacks at the top. You got Josh Allen, you got Tom Brady, you got Aaron Rodgers, and certainly you got Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes. And you know the, what you think about these quarterbacks. This is a tough call here, though, because you have the Broncos too at sixteen and one. Can they get on a roll with Russell? Uh, perhaps get perhaps get to eleven wins. I this one's tougher to me. I, I would avoid this bet uh, just because there's so many questions with the elite teams too. If you do take a, a, a chance, the Chargers are intriguing though at plus eight hundred.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they can just get on a roll, right. but again, the divisional play, those right. six games will be so tough. You know You look back just a year ago, and Tennessee had the best record in the mm-hmm. AFC. Think of that. I mean, what number could you have gotten preseason on that a year ago? So there's always a surprise team there's, yeah. that we're not really thinking about right. today. I look at the Ravens at 16-1, to and I go, okay, with Lamar back, if the ankle's good, the running game is back. Could they be, I don't know how good top to bottom the division will be. Now that the Browns have a lot of question marks mm-hmm. without Deshaun Watson program games, they might be down the Bengals coming off that Super Bowl run. The Steelers, it might be the first year. Mike Tomlin, dare I say, has a losing record. It's never happened. You know, there's some winnable situations there at a better price tag at 16 to one. But you know, if the AFC West beats themselves all, all right. up, could the Ravens then theoretically just go up against the bills for that best, You know, record in the AFC.
1: I mean, (laughs) this is why it's tricky to me, and that's why I can't have a confident decision. I mean, what if Trey Lance is a real deal? 18-1 for the
0: 49ers. And they're talking Super Bowl. And right, because the NFC is down, Mm -hmm. and the NFC West is down, Mm -hmm. they feel worse off or where in Arizona. We don't think right now. Seattle, with the two-headed quarterbacks of Drew Locke right. and Geno Smith, are really ready to make a splash. And the Rams could have that patented Super Bowl hangover. I didn't hear a, uh, how about those Cowboys from you today. I didn't want to bring it up. Okay, sixteen to one. <laughs> I think they're live. You do? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, wait a I minute. Mean, to have the, the <laughs> most wins in the NFL, what do you got, yeah. 13 to even be in the conversation? They are a shoulder
1: bruise for CD oh, Lamb man. away from being a really thin at wide receiver by now, right now. You watch your mouth, <laughs> sir.
0: Uh, Prince, always enjoy the conversation, my friend. I enjoy it as well, Dave. It's a, Absolutely. always a great two hours with you talking NFL and beyond. Uh, of course, want to thank Lou Finnecaro for joining the program today. Again, no UFC, no first strike people, but we will be back next week with First Strike Sheamus Blood right back here in the network. And of course, I want to thank Steve McEnany for all the fine work he does uh, each and every week with his numbers. And Matt Santos, a great job behind the glass. Thanks for watching the Lombardi Wanna Easton, the Sports Betting Network.